This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. Positive Behaviour for Learning is a framework for enhancing adoption and implementation of a continuum of evidence-based interventions to achieve academically and behaviourally important outcomes for all students. In this series of podcasts, we will be showcasing how PBL can bring positive outcomes for schools. Hi, my name's Kelly Wanacott wakeham and I am the Principal Advisor for Positive Behaviour for Learning for the Darling Down Southwest Region. Today, Positive Behaviour for Learning Chair, Dan Bailey, Head of Special Education Services for the Gore Highway Cluster, based at Pittsworth State School, will join me, along with Jamie Stead, one of his external coaches, where we will discuss what it takes to be an active member of a school PBL team and the benefits he has seen for his schools. Hi, Dan and Jamie. G'day. Hi, Kel. So, Dan, tell me a bit about your background and how long you have been involved in PBL. So, thanks for the introduction there. Uh, fantastic. I started working for the department back in 2007 as a, as a teacher uh, in special education, uh, as an AVT, advisory visiting teacher, if you're not up to speed with all the different acronyms, uh, and did a couple of years' work there uh, in the metropolitan area. I worked at Central Office as well, doing some work for the More Support for Students with Disabilities program and uh, complex case management in there. I've also run a flexible learning program on site at Brisbane Bayside State College. I did a three-year stint in Tasmania recently as a head of special education, and now I'm back here uh, in the Darling Down Southwest area in what is a fairly new role for the school and, and that cluster. In terms of your PBL, uh, I've been involved since 2015. Uh, at Brisbane Bayside State College, I became the chair in 2016 and then 2017 before I moved down to Tassie. And down in Tassie, I, I sort of did a few different bits and bobs on the PBL team, just offering my uh, support wherever they felt needed, uh, mainly being involved in the positive reinforcement elements of that school. And why did you decide that being part of the PBL team was for you? In this school, it was more sort of came with the package, really, as part of being uh, the head of special education and having the roles within the school from a strategic point of view. The idea was that with my background and what I could bring to the school in terms of experience, that I'd also double with hoses as the chair. So in terms of decisions, the decision was kind of already made for me. But if I could have chosen, I definitely would have been putting my hand up for a, a leadership role within that all the same. What do you find would be your key role as the chair of the PBL team? Key role as a chair in the PBL team, you are setting the agenda. You're sort of, you're the you're the one guiding the way for the team. You're making sure that the action planning uh, and that bigger picture stuff is is kicking off the right way that it should. You're also doing what I've found over time, the really important stuff like making sure the principal is definitely in the room and that they're prioritising what they're doing. And then within that as well, it, it's about the systems that you as a, as a chair uh, and your internal coach are setting up. Jamie, as an external coach, how do you and Dan communicate? Dan and I catch up on a fairly regular basis, probably every uh, week to two weeks. We've worked off our action plan from from the beginning of the year and we just keep ticking off those goals each term. And Dan, how do you support other staff within the school to implement PBL? You mentioned about the principal, but what about the other teachers and stuff in the school? So I think that the, the key element, if you're wearing that chair hat, 
is actually to do with the PBL team itself. So from that flows the support to the broader school. So to give you some examples, in the chair, you're trying to build teams within teams. So within my PBL team, I want people focusing on your positive reinforcement and the culture that's there. You want team members involved with data and data sharing and making sure that that's running consistently, community communication. You want to make sure that all of those elements and more, including your systems for uh, addressing inappropriate behavior, are running and communicated clearly. And then there's that back and forth in communication within the school. So that transparency is really important where your staff feel like they can they can bring those issues up through formal processes like you you said in your TFI, but but informal ones as well, like coming and having a chat. Uh, and that sort of again that leads to the importance of people like your internal coach and, and who you chose for those sort of uh, roles. And what benefits have you seen for your staff and students since implementing PBL? PBL has been like many schools across Queensland and, and I imagine the Darling Down Southwest area. When it was SWPBS, it's sort of in every school's DNA, every state school. It's it's always been there or thereabouts, whether people are actively implementing it or are using bits and pieces of it, which obviously isn't isn't the ideal element. But in terms of benefits for the school, the school many years ago, to give some context, had a very high implementation and a really strong reputation for PBL, something that many of the experienced staff there are really proud of. And I'm, I'm really aware of a bit of a shout out for them. But the benefits of the staff is that this familiarity, the systems there have been around for so long and no matter what's been happening with other agenda at the school, it, it just sort of keeps kicking on. So systems like how they use their reinforcers, the expectations of the week, the school rules, the different processes, the way they collect data, it's all been there. It's all very predictable. And, and that benefits the staff when if you have a school that's going through other changes, that one through line um, can help uh, keep things on the rails with regards to behaviour and engagement. And Jamie, as an external coach coming in to visit the school, what positive outcomes do you see when you visit? When I've visited Pittsworth State School, we've had a couple of PDs that uh, the staff have wanted this year that, that I've delivered. I've been involved in uh, collecting a little bit of data for the school, working with the uh, internal coach around data management and how to inform the staff around that. So it's been really uh, quite a valuable experience in that space. Go for it, Dan. Jamie's role actually really is the lifeline. Uh, external coaches, you really need them as that check and balance because it is pretty easy, even though PBL does give you those, those clear structure and guidelines to have someone with that bigger picture check and balance, someone that's making sure that the implementation of this sort of model is at best practice, that it's up to date as well. So even coming back from Tasmania, for example, a lot of the elements that I assumed were still um, best practice for PBL, as Jamie could attest, were, were off the mark. And so having that coach that can just guide you in that direction, you know, really is important. Hopefully you've seen some improvements in the school, but, but as that external coach and, and how uh, it leads to that success, yeah. it really is essential there. Those outside eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just to reiterate there, Kel, um, I think that one of the things that I've really been working really well with with Dan and, and the school community is just a change, a little bit of change of language, perhaps. So, Dan, you already mentioned about the consistency of language and the framework of PBL. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about the biggest benefit of implementing it within a school? I'd be stunned, to be honest, Kelly, if it wasn't in uh, every state school's DNA, like I've mentioned. So. 
in terms of benefits for our school, you know, we looked at our TFI data at the start of this year, which is your your baseline data of the systems that are in place. And yeah, some of it had fallen off the wayside due to COVID and changes here and there and whatnot. But a lot of it was a case of going through the old history of that at the school, blowing the dust off it, checking with the external coach that it's modern practice and if it's not updating it, and away you go. So in terms of the biggest benefits, there's that predictability, it's consistency, there's versatility to apply it. I've applied it to three different schools across two different states, high schools and primary, and it sings true to that. So you know, good luck showing me a model that can do all of that and, and more. Fantastic. Yep, completely agree with everything you said there. So Dan, do you have any other thoughts about the role of a PBL chair? I can certainly recommend it for anyone looking for that in-between step from class teacher to being an aspiring leader or school leadership as it gives you a lot of structure, this sort of role to guide you in your leading while you find your leadership style and, and find how you go about your business. And that can be uh, really tricky to otherwise do and, and opportunities to put something truly genuine down in a selection criteria or a resume that speaks to how you lead. You know, it means opportunities like this to be a PBL chair are just perfect. So I, I really strongly recommend anyone thinking about next year from the team putting their hand up for the PBL chair and that lands to really give it a crack. That's a great point. Thank you so much for your time today, Dan and Jamie. It was a pleasure talking to you. No worries. Have a good one. Thanks, Cal. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast. The Department of Education acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands from across Queensland. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.